0: Welcome to The Rob Burgess Show. I am, of course, your host, Rob Burgess. On this, our 44th episode, our returning guest is Sean Spicer. You first heard Sean Spicer on episodes 23 and the very first episode of this show. Sean told me he wanted you to know two things before we began. Number one, this episode is not safe for work. Number two, he is absolutely not speaking as President Donald Trump's press secretary. And now, on to the show.
1: So for anybody who's tuning in who doesn't know who I am, I am not Donald Trump's press secretary. I just happen to share his name. Um, In reality, I'm Black Packer from when I first appeared on the show. Um, And that blog was written... As part of a series that I wrote for the Gorilla News Network, which was a communications network set up in opposition to the Bush administration. And I have been cool as a cucumber watching everything go down with Trump. Really? Because I've seen the end of the world happen before. Hmm. I saw the end of the world happen so bad that... I ran to the hills and moved into a cabin in the Redwoods because what I thought the true economic fallout of the 2007-2008 collapse was going to be, Hmm. I thought it was going to be food riots. Mm -hmm. I thought we were going to see a complete collapse of the dollar. Mm -hmm. I... I did not lose that bet. I didn't win it as well as I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. But in terms of calamity, I've seen how well things work themselves out. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something fast, do it with as few people as possible. Mm-hmm. If you want to do it slowly, do it with a large company. Mm-hmm. And it's death by committee. Mm-hmm. And the... Amount of damage that one person can cause mm-hmm. is limited by the sheer amount of people who have to say something about the opinion. And I have no doubt things are going to get fucked up. Mm-hmm. As long as rockets do not fly into the sky, I think we'll make a comeback. Mm. Um, I don't know that Hillary Clinton would have made a much bigger difference in climate change. Um, Because, honestly, I have no clue what Trump is going to do, and I don't think he knows either. Mm -hmm. It is a, um, there's a kid's book or something, uh, The Very Bad, Terrible, No Good, No Good, Bad, Bad Day or something. Mm -hmm. That's what we're heading into. But at the same time, we'll make it through. Mm -hmm. And there was our moment of silence for the inauguration of the death of America.
0: Yeah, Friday's going to be tough. It's going to be real tough. And I'm going to have to go to work and put out a paper that says that. So
2: <laughs>
0: and forward. I'm not
1: cursed with that. Or mm-hmm. um, blessed with that. I mean, how do you feel about his treatment of the media? How do you think the media as a whole
0: is going to react?
1: Or how do you think the media as a whole has
0: reacted? Boy, that's a big question. Um, well, we saw a preview of that at the press conference, you know. Mm-hmm basically uh, shouted down Jim Acosta from CNN. CNN, yeah. And he also proceeded to take a question from Breitbart instead. So, that's your that's your new normal. So, I don't think that the establishment media is like quite prepared for this, especially the people, and we were talking about this with Jonathan last episode, the White House Correspondents Dinner uh, is just a joke and it's like, kind of one of those it's wink wink, nudge nudge, uh, we're all on the same team. And it's like, you know, well, we shouldn't all be on this, you know, you should be publishing things that these people, what is the George Orwell quote? Journalism is publishing what someone else doesn't want printed, and everything else is public relations or whatever. Right. Um, so. Anyway. Yeah, no, the establishment press is not prepared for this. It's, it's really gonna have to be people like Amy Goodman and people on the outside that have always kind of operated there but now kind of are more needed than ever, you know. Anybody that's like yeah, you, you know what I'm saying. So I disagree. Mm-mm.
1: So um my goal in my educational career, was to actually get a PhD in memetics. And I believe we spoke about this once before, but to cut down to it really quickly, is Richard Dawkins, writing a book about genetics, came up with the idea that if a gene is the basic building block of genetic information, there must be a basic building block of cultural information. Mm. He said that it was a meme. Nowadays, memes are cat pictures. And recently, um, there has been this backlash against the media. Mm-hmm. But the fact is, we have become the media. And one of the things I fought for and was an activist for while I was in college was media democratization. Is At the time, we were watching this massive grab of media channels by seven corporations. It's gotten smaller. And it was, all of the media was in a top-down structure. Mm -hmm. And with the internet, it started out slow. And you had things like GeoCities, where suddenly somebody could make a page about anything. And then you had Tribe.net, where groups could come together and discuss things. And you had MySpace, where people could put blinking GIFs and really annoy everybody on the planet. And you had Facebook, where all of a sudden, wow, you can talk to Grandma. But you can also share that news story from InfoWars. And suddenly, media stopped being Mm top-down. It was no longer a one-way communication. And media stopped being those four main companies that owned everything. Mm -hmm. And media started becoming everybody. Mm -hmm. And it became a mosh pit of information. (laughs) And unfortunately, in most Forms of civil discourse. Mm -hmm. The loudest voice does not win. The loudest voice stops the conversation because it becomes impossible to have a conversation with the loudest voice. Mm -hmm. And you see this. Not so much today because there's weird tie-ins on identity, but you still see it. Mm -hmm. In the YouTube comment section. The internet rule of don't read the comments just bit us in the ass, because while we weren't reading the comments, the comments fucking organized and gave us a fucking orange Cheeto fucking Hitler, because that's exactly who should be the leader of the YouTube comment section.
0: (laughs) Yeah, he's the biggest uh, internet troll in the world. Like... (laughs) No, the most successful his followers. It. Yeah, become an amorphous group.
1: Yeah, and the reason why we will continue to lose to groups like this mm-hmm. is because you say let's look to Amy Goodman, and they say let's look to 4chan. Mm-hmm.
0: But but Amy Goodman, if okay. But the difference is, if Amy Goodman gets something wrong, there will be consequences. No one will take her seriously anymore. That's what happens mm-hmm. when you you know are a working journalist and you sign your name to things like she does. But if you're just some rando on 4chan, if you get it wrong, so what? Just make up a new username or something and move on. There's no con- there's no. And uh, so, how does Amy Goodman win against that? Well, wow,
1: just she has one dude, it's playing Pong against somebody who has ten billion lives and you've got one nut. I mean one ball. Who wins in that?
2: Yeah, okay. The
1: person with infinite lives. I mean the 4chan trolls, Breed Bart, Stormfront, all of these internet asshat chuckle fucks are out there and they're going up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B A B A start and getting infinite lives. And meanwhile, the intelligent people who are taking the kind route and doing the nice way around things are stepping up with three lives and wondering why they lose. Mm Mm-hmm. Because the rules don't matter anymore. We don't live in a post-fact world. We don't live in a post-truth world. We live in a post-rules world. Mm -hmm. We're making new rules as we go along. Mm -hmm. And if you're running by rules that are 30 years old, Mm -hmm. you're going to get run over. (laughs) And that's what Uber did to taxi cabs.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. That's what Amazon did to bookstores. Mm -hmm. That's what Yahoo did to newspapers. Mm -hmm. And it's grown and it's grown and it's grown. And now what we've seen is it step into the White House. Mm-hmm. I think that journalistic integrity
0: might need to take a back seat to a memetic imperative. Okay. But what was your opinion about the, what BuzzFeed did? I actually felt that they did it well.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So, BuzzFeed wrote an article Saying, this has been leaked to us. To the best of our ability, we have rated it as confirmed, confirmable, likely, unlikely, and improbable. But this is the entire docket that has been leaked. And here are the other news organizations that have it. This is going to come out. And because it hasn't come out, we feel the need that we should put it out in its entirety and let you judge Mm -hmm. and let there be discourse. Mm -hmm. They handled it remarkably, Mm -hmm. like the Pentagon Papers. Mm -hmm. Is that we're merely going to publish and... At the time of the Pentagon Papers, it had to actually be published on papers. So they ex- excerpted, and they admitted to public record. Mm-hmm. You can get it if you want, but here's what you need to see. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, okay, great, here's the entire freaking thing. Um, there's nothing but bandwidth in space. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um. Put it in context into the Drudge Report. So this is where blog entered the popular vernacular. Mm-hmm. Is everybody at all of the major news organizations knew that the affair had happened with Lewinsky, mm-hmm. but nobody could, nobody would report on it
2: mm-hmm.
1: because there was no verifiable source. Mm-hmm. And the Drudge Report was the National Enquirer. Not even the National Enquirer. He was just some chode (laughs) with 20,000 readers who was publishing gossip about D.C. And he broke the story. Suddenly, all the news outlets had a new story. The story was not that Bill Clinton was having an affair. The story was that this shit-fuck blog had said that Clinton was having an affair mm-hmm. and claimed to have access to the dress. Mm-hmm. The story was the drudge report. The story was not the affair.
2: hmm
1: So, what BuzzFeed did with that
2: docket, mm-hmm.
1: I think is a new method of journalism. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at WikiLeaks, mm-hmm. which I don't want to talk about tonight. It's been a rough breakup, <laughs> but it's you know you're you're dating somebody for 12, 15 years. You've like you've paid their rent. You've given donations. You like what they're doing,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: all of a sudden it's like. <laughs> Oh, no, I don't like the picture of the shirtless Russian dictator on your homepage.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like, stop.
0: Um, yeah, this is this is a very different incarnation of WikiLeaks that then published uh, the cables that Br- uh, Bradley, now Chelsea, and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Yay! Yeah, exactly,
1: yeah, yeah. I seriously, I, I, it was a little bit of chopping onions.
0: Mm-hmm. When I saw that Chelsea
1: had been released.
0: Well, she had been uh, in suicide. She had been in... She got punished for a suicide attempt. That's ridiculous. How do you punish Um, somebody for a suicide attempt? That makes them feel better. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Chelsea Manning was going to rot there. Mm -hmm.
1: And is not a threat. Mm -hmm. And did do what her interpretation... Mm -hmm of what that oath is to defend our Constitution from all threats foreign to domestic. And damn it, that war was a domestic threat. Mm-hmm. Nobody doubts it. Nobody thinks that Cheney walked away poor.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That... <sighs> what Bradley Manning did was courageous. Mm -hmm. I think that it was misguided, Mm -hmm. but good God damn, I wish that one of the misguided things I did as a kid changed the structure and understanding of our intelligence community the way that did. Mm -hmm. And when I see the people that are attacking the idea of the commutation. They're attacking the idea that he didn't do exactly what the cog was expected to do. Mm-hmm. And being a veteran with an uh, interesting past myself, I will say that sometimes the best cog is the cog that doesn't do what it's expected to do. The cog, the best cog is the cog that does what the mechanism is supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And do you know who uh, Mario Chavo is? Free speech movement at Berkeley. Yeah. yeah, a huge figure in academic freedom of speech in the 60s. And he gave a speech at uh, Sproul Plaza. Mm And it was 68 or 69 at the, you know, the heat of the Civil Rights Movement and the anti-war movement. And I wish I had a computer in front of me so that I could give you the quote verbatim. (laughs) But he talked about when the machine becomes so reprehensible to our own existence, it -hmm. becomes our duty to throw our own bodies upon the gears of that machine so that it may no longer function. Hmm. And to take it back to the, what I was saying earlier about, I disagree with waiting for the luminaries to speak Mm -hmm. in the mainstream media. Mm -hmm. And I do think that Amy Goodman, has a very important role because a guidepost of truth, a scientific drive to document with first-level resources Mm -hmm. is important. But I think that the information war needs to be fought with mortars, not diatribes. Mm Mm-hmm. Um another quote and I want to say it's McLuhan, Marshall McLuhan, but I think I'm mistaken. Mm-hmm. And it was World War 3 will be an information war, mm. fought not with bombs but
0: with ideas. Mm. Does
1: that sound familiar? Was that Marshall McLuhan?
0: That sounds right, yeah.
1: That's what the—that's well, what we are in the middle of, and our side is sitting there with a sword, going, "No, it's only noble to fight with a sword." Well, you've got a bunch of chuckle fucks with AK forty sevens walking into Dunkin' Donuts. Oh, it's all right to open carry. <laughs> um. I hope our side fights dirty. Hmm. And I hope that I can use my name to fight dirty. Mm-hmm. But I'm also at the point where I am using my name to advance another cause that's a little bit more positive than negative. Mm-hmm. And I certainly, certainly hope that we respect the Tenth Amendment in this country moving forward.
0: Can you give us an idea of what the Tenth Amendment... I was going to say Tenth Commandment, <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: um. All rights not affording Congress or the federal government in the previous articles shall be rights reserved for the states themselves. Mm. The Tenth Amendment is states' rights. I see. If it is not in the first nine amendments or elsewhere in the Constitution, states have a right to dictate their own laws. Mm-hmm. And nowhere in the Constitution is net neutrality. Nowhere in the Constitution is cannabis. Mm-hmm. Um, there are so many things that could be given up to the states to make the individual states more successful. And in my heart of hearts, I know that it's fighting dirty. Because the cocksocks that voted for Trump.
0: You've moved beyond deplorables? From places...
1: <laughs> no, not the deplorables.
0: Um, In their basket?
1: People... I really don't feel like explaining what a cocksock is. <laughs> okay, Carrie. But it's basically something that gets inanimately fucked. <laughs> and... People that vote that hard against their own interests, Mm. I vote them off the island. I don't want to live in a state where my vote and 374 of my neighbors equates to one vote in North Dakota. Right. While we pay 175% of a dollar. We lose 75 cents per dollar on every tax dollar. California is a net exporter of money. We pay for the failing schools in Kentucky. And I've lived in Kentucky. It's beautiful. I would really like to see the entire country become functional and profitable. I don't think ass fucks that refuse to be functional and profitable should have any ability to say what we do in a state that is. Well, marijuana makes you stupid. Yeah, well so does having a sister and brother as mom and dad. <laughs> in case you haven't guessed, Rob, I have no political aspirations. I'm <laughs> I'm glad. <laughs> As I said, I felt this one should be labeled not safe for work.
0: Okay. I am
1: greatly concerned Mm -hmm. about the future of our country. Me too. I am incredibly confident in the will, intelligence, integrity, and fortitude of the American people. Mm Mm-hmm. To come through time hard times and come out better for it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we become better for our perils. Mm-hmm. I believe that this is an existential threat. Mm-hmm. And if the rockets don't fly, mm-hmm. the worst case scenario is I live... In the country of California. <laughs> and I'm sure there are people in Texas rolling in their graves. Get up. You're not dead. Stop. Because um, Texas has got the same mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're... I had this conversation with one of my buddies from Texas. I'm like, Texas and California are really a lot alike. He's like, yeah, except for the gun laws. And da-da-da-da. i am like, right, but we're both self-sufficient nations. We have our energy, we have our food, we can pretty much shut borders and enact trade policies and we'll be fine. Mm -hmm. The only problem with California is it'll run out of
0: water really fast.
2: (laughs) (laughs) There's
0: always something. (laughs) Well, unless you can get those desalinization plans up and running. Yeah, and then produce tons and tons of salt. (laughs) <laughs> It'll be rich in salt. Yeah, market court. Um,
1: yeah, it's interesting times. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where it comes from, that old internet curse. <laughs> May you live in interesting times.
0: <laughs> exactly.
1: So I believe you uh, posted earlier on Facebook talking about uh, wondering what it would be like to explain the current political time to your kids.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my kid is, is too young right now. What about yours? Is he asking questions? Spencer ran around the house while Spencer sat down
1: at the dining room table and wrote a whole bunch of little pieces of paper that said, I heart H.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: During the first debate. Mm-hmm. He fell in love with Hillary.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: he watched all the debates.
2: Mm-hmm. He's
1: seen snippets of the confirmation hearings. Mm-hmm. He's also hearing that his dad really, really, really liked Ronald Reagan when I was his age. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, he's got a flashcard deck of the president. He says that he doesn't want to ever get another one. These <laughs> it'll come with Trump.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: yeah, Spencer's got questions. Spencer has opinions.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Sometimes it's a bit rough. We sent him out of the room during the second debates when uh,
0: the uh, whole rape conversation occurred. That was, yeah, I can't imagine. (laughs) Now let's talk about not safe for work. (laughs) Whoa. Where did that come from?
1: (laughs) I mean, one of the words that we've really been teaching, Spencer, is statesmanship. And we we have these shining examples of statesmanship. And we have the Tea Party movement. Mm Mm-hmm. I'm, my mouth is agape right now, and I'm thinking back to biology class to try to remember what type of fungus it is that spreads this way. But the Tea Party movement is not its it related at all mm-hmm. to its current organism. Hmm. It's. Well, maybe it is. Hmm. Um, but the Tea Party movement has been kind of co-opted. I mean, there's a lot of people who say that it was um, not grassroots, but AstroTurf
2: mm-hmm.
1: from Bro- its very inception. Coke, Coke Brothers. Yep. But it became an uncontrollable beast. Mm-hmm. And then it became an uncontrollable beast that realized it could pay the rent from the same people Mm -hmm. that paid for the people that founded them. Yeah. And this is, seriously, if the Tea Party was a person, this would be a Greek tragedy.
0: (laughs) I don't know, man. This is, is, I'm just, this is crazy. Uh, I'm just, uh, I don't even know what to think of that, this whole thing. Um, What do you think the worst thing that could happen is? Honestly, nuclear war probably is my biggest concern (laughs) right now. I'm honestly there with you. Yeah. And it worries me about the hard
1: Brexit. Mm Mm-hmm. Worries me about the hostilities, or not hostilities, but the back and forth with Taiwan. Um, Yeah. What's going on with Egypt and Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um... And the threat that we're going to leave um, NATO. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of falling apart. Mm-hmm. And I don't think any of that actually leads to nuclear war. What I think it leads to is the dissolution of the UN. hmm and the UN being based in the League of Nations, the whole goal of the League of Nations was so that we would sit down around tables and scream and yell at each other, mm-hmm. but at least talk in front of everybody. It was mm-hmm. group therapy to avoid World War Three. Mm-hmm. I mean, World War One was the war to end all wars. Mm-hmm. And what worries me is that we could see a dissolution of the EU and NATO. And Mm -hmm. if those two happen, then we could see a dissolution of the UN. Mm -hmm. And then we get into some weird shit. Mm -hmm. Um, And as one of our mutual heroes once said, when the going gets tough, the tough get weird. (laughs) I fortunately live surrounded by naval bases. <laughs> um, so I, I'm going to put on Netflix and sit on the couch and just wait to turn to ashes.
0: Well, at least you'll be right in the blast zone. I mean... Exactly. Hey, <laughs> at least you're not going to like be on the outskirts. That's really the, the curse, is to be on the outskirts. You don't want to be... You yeah, just wanna and you're, get, just
1: down, you're just downwind from everything. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Um. Yeah, here we go. Right back into the eighties.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's some interesting um, political theories about Reagan's performance. Mm-hmm. Is that Reagan, as a leader, playing the part of a cowboy with nuclear weapons, mm-hmm. was scripted?
0: He well, we had very, very good press handlers. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I that made me think of another thing with another Republican president. Uh, did you ever hear the thing with um, Nixon and the Madman Theory?
1: No. Okay.
0: So there was this, apparently this one time in 1973 or something that he was going to like try <laughs> to convince the Russians that he was like crazy. So he flew like a bomber with like uh, nuclear weapons on it, like straight at Russia. And like everything went to like DEFCON 4 for a little while. And the it, he was like the madman theory. They'll think I've gone crazy. I don't know what he was trying to accomplish, but it was, it was wild. Like apparently that like actually happened and... You know, who knows how bad that could have gone, you know? No, actually that works.
1: Um you ever listen to the Dead Kennedys? Of course. (laughs) So I I think it's on Frankenchrist. Mm-hmm where Jelly Offer goes into
0: kind of a piece of spoken word about being harassed by two frat boys for being weird. Yeah, it was at a live show the while was, the, one of the strings broke on one of the guitars. Yeah. And he's like, I know, I'll act like I'm crazy.
2: <laughs>
1: it worked. It is a valid method of self-defense on the personal level. Fair enough. When it involves weapons that could just crater the planet, probably not a good idea, because sometimes it doesn't work. Uh-huh, yeah. I don't get experimental when the future of my species is at stake. Um, Yeah. Yeah, I think that is the worst thing that can
2: happen.
0: Yeah. But I mean, there's really no reason to worry about that because there's literally nothing that you or I can do to prevent that, right? I mean, that's like that's so existential. It's like I feel like the only way I'm going to get through this period is if I like pick things that I'm passionate about and just kind of stick to my lane and just try to like work on that. You know what I mean? Like just you know try to pick the th- pick your battles in in a certain way because it just like it seems like if you just go all out, it's just it's all too Survey much. Survey
1: says ding 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 <laughs> ding. speaking of which, hey. Hey, family feud in the cabinet. Yes.
0: <laughs> That's right.
1: I don't even remember that guy's name. All I
0: remember is that he screwed up Miss America. He was at the wrong name. Yes. <sighs> it was Steve Steve Harvey, right? That's right. <laughs> One of the original <laughs> please kings please of comedy. Tell me, please tell me what song
1: did Three Doors Down do that was popular?
0: Oh, uh, they did that Kryptonite song.
1: Okay, so thankfully, I know the song you're talking about, but thankfully I cannot get into my head because all I'm imagining is Spin Doctor's Pocket Full of Kryptonite. <laughs> no,
0: it's not that.
1: <sighs> ah, I'm embracing the, the feeling of the old, man. The, the feeling of the old. In the 90s, It was the, we were watching the world wake up from history right here, right now. <laughs> like, oh my God, it was the golden age.
0: I've been you were her was down
1: down. around back then, too, weren't they? The who? So Three was down. they were they were
0: around back. Well that then. was late nineties, yeah. But I yeah, it wasn't it wasn't that. It wasn't that spin song, it was something else. <laughs> but yeah, uh, the nineties, yeah, they were late nineties. So
1: And then did the Mormon Tabernacle Mormon Tabernacle Choir like step down? Did they quit?
0: I think they quit, yeah. Mm hmm.
1: Yeah, so I got a Facebook ad. Hmm. Asking me to buy tickets for the inauguration. Oh. Did you hear about this? Mm hmm. So, as you know, I, I work professionally as a marketer. I spend a lot of time paying attention to marketing. Mm hmm. Um, and in the last couple days, people have been getting paid ads on Facebook.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. asking them to buy tickets to the inauguration or offering free tickets to the inauguration. They're promoted ads. They cost money to serve. Mm -hmm. He's paying people to come to his party. That's so sad.
0: (laughs) It gets better.
1: So generally, you get really targeted. When you run ads, because you don't want to spend a whole bunch of money catering ads to people like me, who, good fucking God, no. Mm -hmm. Like, no, I'll pay $500 to go to the inauguration if you give me a bucket full of water balloons and impunity. Mm -hmm. So you can click the little down arrow in the upper right-hand corner of an ad. Mm -hmm. And there's an option there, and it says, why am I seeing this? Mm -hmm. If you click, why am I seeing this? It says, Donald Trump wants to let people 27 and older know about this event. Oh, no. (laughs) I don't care. Just anybody who's not a millennial. And that's the targeting they're doing on Facebook.
0: That's crazy.
1: And they're probably spending millions
2: on it.
0: Yeah.
1: So apparently there were scalpers <laughs> who bought tickets for the inauguration for $400 early, thinking they could resell them for 700 The best quote I read from a scalper was, I think I might have to go.
0: That's awesome. Yeah, it's 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 just sad that like he's like he's won, but he's still so petty. Like he's still so like he still goes on these 5 a.m. Twitter tirades about ratings on whatever NBC show that said something mean about him or something. It's like oh, who cares, dude? Like you're the most powerful person in the world. Just suck it up, you
1: know? <laughs> like- oh my goodness, and Rob, if you can do it without. Out a copyright infringement. Right now, let's introduce Mark Hamill reading Trump tweets as the Joker. Okay. Oh my goodness.
3: (laughs) Happy New Year to all, including to my many enemies, and those who have fought me and lost so badly, (laughs) they just don't know what to do. One of the most overrated actresses in Hollywood doesn't know me, but attacked last night at the Golden Globes. She is a Hillary Flunky who lost big. <laughs> For the 100th time, I never mocked a disabled reporter would never do that, but simply showed him groveling when he totally changed a 16-year-old story that he had written in order to make me look BAD! Just more very dishonest media. (laughs) Congressman John Lewis should spend more time on fixing and helping his district which is in horrible shape and falling apart, not to mention crime-infested, rather than falsely complaining about the election results. all talk, talk, talk. No action or results. (laughs) Sad. Congressman John Lewis should finally focus on the burning and crime-infested inner cities of the U.S. I can use all the help I can get. Brilliant. Mm
2: Mm-hmm.
0: It's perfect yeah that's that's the perfect uh, voice to be read, read in <laughs> yes um I hated
1: Twitter
2: hmm
1: I knew a bunch of the guys who created Twitter um really it was built it started out being built at a cafe right down the street from the nightclub I ran in San Francisco hmm. um yeah, cool guys, and their whole idea was. What if you could use a text message like the internet and broadcast to the whole world? Mm -hmm. So Twitter was built before smartphones. Mm. Twitter was the idea that you could have infinitely large SMS groups. But the thing is, I'm like, I don't want to communicate in text message. I I write long-form articles. No, I don't want to write 140 characters. That's nonsense. Mm Mm-hmm. That's gonna make people stupid. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. I was right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I can't. I can't really argue with that. That definitely happened.
1: <laughs> but wow, we we have our first Twitter president.
0: Right. Well, he, that's the thing. He's not gonna have the traditional uh, uh, press secretary dissemination of information down. I mean, kind of. But not really. I, mean, I really tw- Twitter is his press secretary. Yeah.
1: So I really resent the fact that PewDiePie was not born in the
0: United States. <laughs> I think he'd be a fun president. <laughs> now I've only heard of that person. I don't know. He's uh, he makes crazy voices and crazy faces while playing video games. <laughs>
1: Which brings me back to Mike Judge,
0: Mm. the great prophet. Oh, idiocracy. Yep. (laughs) Yep. I didn't expect that to be Um, the truth so soon. I thought we had a couple hundred more (laughs) years.
1: So did Mike Judge. Mm Mm-hmm. So I heard he's making a sequel. Oh, no. Really? and we're all in it oh
0: (laughs) (laughs) it's called right now (laughs) yes president Camacho yeah so that's it the 90s
1: right here right now watching the world wake up from history Mm mhm I gotcha and so here we are in the teens Mm. right here right now watching the world wake up from literacy (laughs) It's that moment when you wake up and you go, where am I? And where are we going in this (laughs) handbasket? Praise be on the Saturday Night Live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So you you've been, I've been appreciating uh, what they've been doing that that really feels like a very vital thing right now what they're what they're doing. They're kind of confirming like it feels like it's like okay, I'm not crazy. This is this is this is nuts. <laughs> like this is not normal. <laughs> um this is just yeah.
1: Yeah, are you in any of the uh underground Hillary groups?
0: No. Don't, isn't that invite-only? Doesn't, doesn't somebody have to invite you to that? Yeah. <laughs> no, nobody's invited me. Uh, I'll teach you the secret handshake. Oh, I'm no. um, <laughs> I never even asked. Just people added me. But wasn't that infiltrated by, like, Trump supporters or something? No. No. Um, Oh my goodness! I wish I
1: had a computer in front of me so that I could name names. Um, <laughs> that guy who does the video edits, mm-hmm. like he goes in and like interviews people, and it's like, oh no, like where he was like trying to claim that uh, Hillary Clinton like
0: was doing voter fraud. Oh, are you talking about James O'Keefe?
1: Yes, James O'Keefe. James O'Keefe got set up.
0: Oh really? James O'Keefe
1: got set up. Mm trying to pay groups going to the inauguration to protest to start riots.
0: That's a real thing. I don't know how deep you want to go on that, but you want to go back to the WTO protests. There were Mm. agitators in the crowd breaking windows when there was peaceful protests going on. So they were trying to start. I was there. Oh. Can we get Uh, into that
1: or no? Yeah, we can actually. So I'll say this. There are two groups that Mm -hmm. were at play there. Mm Mm-hmm. There is a group called the Black Bloc
2: mm-hmm.
1: who I call fucked hard eighteen year olds. Um and sometimes they're fifty, they're gnarly, crusty punks. But the tactic of the black bloc is to splinter group off unauthorized protests and cause damage to what they consider to be um, icons of the oppressive culture. Hmm. But their tactic, their goal, is to actually draw police presence away from the front of the march. Hmm. And so they scatter and they cause so much trouble that the police can't stop the march. Again, I will say, they're fucktard eighteen-year-olds. <laughs> I don't like their tactics. They cause trouble. They cause police to get angry and hit the front of the line with billy clubs. That hurts. <laughs> um, so, Asian provocateurs mm-hmm. have been around for a long time, mm-hmm. and there was this was happening in the civil rights movement. Yes. Absolutely. So, um, are you familiar with uh, the SDS, the Students for a Democratic Society? hmm So, the Students for a Democratic Society were infiltrated by agitprop mm-hmm. leaders who were specifically trying to incite violence. hmm The leadership backed down, and the group itself was running as a... Violent revolutionary group that was actually pretty much under total control of Agent Provocateurs. Hmm.
0: Well, I, I've heard a quote once that made a lot of sense. If it if, if it can if it's organized, it can be infiltrated. Absolutely. You know. Um.
1: So I. I think I came across it in our uh, first podcast together that I'm an anarchist. Mm -hmm. And I'm not an anarchist that, oh, I think there should be no law and we should all just be able to rob everything and steal. I believe the less control that is exerted over a group or society, that a group or society, given a removal from outside hostile forces, Mm -hmm. will function better under the leadership of all, than the leadership of few. Hmm. So kind of a, um, a really hardcore version of democracy. <laughs> and I was a leader in a couple of different anarchist groups. Mm-hmm. But as a leader, I was a leader at certain projects. So it was, okay, we want to do this. Hey, can you organize that? Yeah, I can organize that. And I know some people who can do this. Can you find somebody who can do that? And we'd come together. We'd do something. And then we would dissolve. And what you would frequently see is leaders that wouldn't allow their groups to, the, to dissolve. Mm. They would find a further purpose and a further purpose. Mm-hmm. And you would start to see non anarchistic principles build up. Hmm. And when I was much younger, I had the idea that utopian societies, democracy, communism, um, anarchism, could only exist in groups smaller than 50 people. Because once you get into a group larger than that, Mm -hmm. you will encounter people who will start to subvert it and take it over. Mm -hmm. You'll start to see factions form. I don't think 50 was the right number. I think it's much larger than that. Mm -hmm. But I do think that any utopian or idealistic um, structure for government or society Mm -hmm. ceases to work at a certain level and becomes dystopian. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing to... To consider is, by a margin of three million people, there is a significant number of people in America who see Trump's ideology as a path towards utopia. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, it's a, it's a cult of personality in a lot of ways that just put all their trust in him, you know? Yeah. That's why it's so hard to shake the hardcore ones off. There's there's just there's literally nothing he can do or say. I feel like he, maybe he was right about you, that thing about shooting a guy in Fifth Avenue and he'd get more supporters. Maybe maybe that's true. Um, the guy who created Dilbert thinks it's hypnosis. <laughs> um.
1: You should have Ash on the podcast to talk about Jonestown.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think the, it's topical. Yeah, the, the parallels between that situation and this are very prescient. Yeah, yeah. It's like only I can fix your problems. All right, so let's just let's just pretend it's not
1: an existential threat that somehow we can stop nuclear war. Okay. Instead of building an Iron Man suit. <laughs> And, like, punching through the wall of the White House. Why are we why are we uh-huh. discounting
0: that so quickly?
1: <laughs> <laughs> because I have a six-year-old, and that's exactly how we would say we were going to do it. <laughs> yeah, right? We're going to build power armor, <laughs> and we're going to punch through a wall. Of course. Why wouldn't you? <laughs> hey, listen. One of the things I really, really miss about the military mm-hmm. is that problems can be solved by making them do push-ups. <laughs> shooting them <laughs> when you get really deep into a complex problem uh-huh. and you're dealing with commerce with multiple countries and timelines and <laughs> hundreds of Excel spreadsheets and just more PowerPoint than should ever exist sometimes it's you just sit back in your chair and you go I wish I could make this do push-ups or shoot it <laughs> <laughs> make it better eliminate it um and that simplicity of solutions
0: is what has gotten us to where we are now <laughs> indeed yeah it's it's not that easy and or should it be? Shouldn't be so autonomous, you know. Yes. So right now, power armor off the table. Okay, fine. Um, <laughs> what's what's your what's your second idea?
1: <laughs> I think right now, the Amy Goodmans and Elizabeth Warrens um the Bernie Sanders are working on it and I think that is
0: just immediate impeachment. Well I mean I cannot a, affect that yeah there's immediate grounds for it so it's really just whenever they want to pull the trigger so
1: I do really funny shit in digital marketing and write Twitter bots and Instagram growth hacks hmm Um, I think, I think we need some fake news.
0: <laughs> Why does that have to be fake, though?
1: <laughs> because if you know somebody who works at ILM that could potentially make a fake video of Trump screaming at two strippers pissing on a fucking bed.
2: <laughs>
1: and leak that shit for 48 hours while people go nuts trying to prove it's fake. Mm-hmm. I, I think we go asymmetrical. But that's Are you familiar the, with the concept of asymmetrical warfare?
0: Well, yes, it's what Russia's doing right now. But if we, if we put the, uh, if we put the fake tape out, then if the real tape comes out, people will just say that's fake too.
1: Actually, I don't think what uh, Russia is doing it is asymmetrical warfare. Well it's cyber warfare. It's it's there's no well, it's it's yeah. it's cyber warfare, but mm-hmm. asymmetrical warfare is where a country with very limited military resources mm-hmm. uses very small units to inflict consistently small damage mm-hmm. to an occupying army but never actively engages.
0: I think Russia's engaged. <laughs> yeah, okay, fair enough. It also, maybe it's a little more than... And they're also not a smaller military. No, no, I wasn't saying that at all. I, I clearly think that, yeah, absolutely. But I'm saying they're so, not they're expending a lot in in that. They're, yeah, they're
1: asymmetrical no... warfare is what we ran into in Vietnam. Yes. It's what Russia ran into in Afghanistan. Hmm. We're going to pop out of a cave and shoot down your helicopter, but we're only going to do it when it's nice out. <laughs> and as soon as winter happens, we're going back to the village and selling bread to you. Um, so it becomes a war of attrition.
2: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: the underdogs, those behind by three million votes. Um, those who had not voted, so therefore did not get polled, are now in a position of power. I think that it is fair to use the same methods <laughs> that they used to get into power, to support that power at every step it gets,
0: well, I, I hope that the, the Democrats have finally learned the lesson that Barack Obama never really seemed to, is that the Republicans are never going to meet you halfway. And when they were in the minority, they folded their arms and said, we're not going to budge on anything. And then they won the power back. So really, to get the power back from the, the Trump people, we're going to have to, you know, use Tea Party tactics in certain ways. You know, when... Congressmen show up and <laughs> ask about the, you know, Obamacare. People get up in their face, and they have to leave through the back entrance, as happened to one person very recently. Um, so, I don't know. I think it's like, yeah, it's you're right. It's you got to use the same tactics at the other side. But if you degrade yourself morally, then I don't know. It's like wrestling with a pig or whatever, right? Arguing on the internet is like the Special Olympics.
2: (laughs) Um...
1: To hell is paved in good intentions. Mm-hmm. And how many evils have survived in this world by people not wanting to morally degrade themselves?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: How many evils have been righted by people who, willing, who were willing to? Um. For every Malcolm, there must be a Martin, and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And coming so recently after Martin Luther King Day into this installation, not inauguration, Mm -hmm. um, I'm not violent, but as I have... Faithfully expressed through my tongue and my profanity this evening. Mm -hmm. I believe we have moved into an era that is post-Statesman. I believe we need our statesman. Mm -hmm. I also believe we need our gray-bearded Foul-mouthed infantry that steps up and plays the same games they did.
2: Mhm.
0: Well, yeah. I mean, and going back to uh, what we we're talking about with what BuzzFeed did, you know, this was a document that people had. Apparently, everyone, every journalist but me had it.
1: Everybody had it. <laughs>
0: So it wasn't like this was a uh, this was a pretty leaky secret, apparently, like this was an open secret. and I can't believe no one said anything before now. Based it on got sent people.
1: to WikiLeaks in September.
0: Oh, really? Well, then. And they didn't leak it. Interesting. Nobody wanted to pull the
1: trigger. Hmm. BuzzFeed finally just said, okay, forget it, we'll do it. Nobody else is going to step up and say, hey, there's this story. Mm-hmm. We will step out and release this, and suddenly the story will be BuzzFeed has released.
2: Mm -hmm. It
1: needed to be done.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. I subscribe to BuzzFeed in my RSS reader. I don't really like BuzzFeed, but if you don't read your BuzzFeed headlines every day, you don't know what the world's looking at. Yeah. Sometimes I almost click, <laughs> And I'm like, no, I don't need to see another catwashed riding a Roomba. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? My opinion of BuzzFeed went up with that release. Mm-hmm. Mind you, it wasn't a really high bar. <laughs> I, I really am not that fond of BuzzFeed. Mm-hmm. But... I felt they did something of, if not journalistic honesty, then journalistic integrity.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and this was at least taken seriously enough to be given to both the incoming and outgoing presidents. Uh, so it's not like this is like, and, and the fact that 4chan or whatever tried to take credit for it, it's like, no, this is not a fake thing. Like there's multiple sources that say this is, this is, you know, this got something to it, you know? So 4chan specifically tried to take credit for the piss party Mm
1: -hmm. saying that it was a thread that originated there. That is an unlikely allegation. But it's an allegation. Mm-hmm. And but really unlikely. But it's in this dossier. Mm-hmm. So what 4chan did was oh shit, they started a rumor They got reported on as being a really unlikely rumor from 4chan. <laughs> and they're like, ha, 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 look at us, he was 4chan. And it's like, read the fucking dossier. It says some fucking losers on Slash Paul. <laughs> Claim to have video. Like, yeah, it's in the report. It was you guys. Mm-hmm. I really think that the media, and when I say the media, I mean those of us who have ten, fifteen thousand 15,000 followers on social media. I think it's our duty to be aware of 4chan, Reddit, to be able to go in and, and track those threads and see what's happening. And when I talk to people who are reposting 4chan screenshots, and I'm like, you're reposting 4chan screenshots. And they're like, oh, your establishment. I'm like, dude, you don't even know what 4chan is. Like, the thread below the screenshot is kitty porn. Stop.
0: Yeah, it's the sewer of the internet. It really is.
1: Um... And the thing is, I'm sitting here going, I really don't want to say I don't respect 4chan. Because the thing is, I like that 4chan exists. I don't like that it has any influence on the real world. And suddenly it happened. Mm. That's not good. (laughs) (laughs) And people don't know what 4chan is.
0: Yeah. Well, explain what it is.
1: Yeah. Dude, I feel like I'm talking about the Illuminati sometimes to people. <laughs> I'm like, no, you can log in. Look, look, it's pictures of that over there. And they're like, what the fuck are you talking about? Dude, no, no, no. <laughs> dude, that's just a whole bunch of people saying really weird shit.
0: But but would you describe 4chan as the place where most internet memes start?
1: It is a, it's a boiling point. It is a boiling point um, that is unconcerned with um, civility. Mm-hmm. And when you're free of all the constructs of propriety, and you have 10 billion posts a day, and people copy pasta... Mm-hmm. once a day something's going to emerge as funny as anything Eddie Murphy ever said
0: it's like the million monkeys once a month one million monkeys and a million typewriters
1: that's what fortune is it's a million monkeys throwing shit at a million typewriters <laughs> But they throw it with such force they're actually able... These are manual typewriters. They throw that shit hard enough that it actually makes letters. <laughs> yes, 4chan is a million monkeys throwing shit at a million typewriters. <laughs> <laughs> and the thing that's terrifying about it is the idea that an infinite number of... Or, I'm sorry, not a million monkeys, an infinite number of monkeys. The scary thing is, is that the idea was that if you had an infinite number of monkeys typing at an infinite number of typewriters, one would eventually write War and Peace. The really terrifying thing was when you have an infinite number of monkeys and an infinite number of keyboards, one day they elect a president. Right. (laughs) So I had a terrifying moment the other day. So I wound up with Sean Spicer nine as my Twitter like private ID. Mm-hmm. Trying to get the Twitter username, the surreal Donald Trump. Oh. I wanted to be the nihilist Arby of Donald Trump. The username was too long. Oh, I had work to do. I was just like, okay, I'm gonna leave it alone. So there was Sean Spicer 9 floating ambiguously in Twitter land. No followers, no posts. And all of a sudden, I got a Twitter pop-up. Sean Spicer 9, at Donald Trump, said, and I'm like, oh, Jesus Christ. He didn't just mention me with zero followers. Thankfully it's it was what's popular in your network. Oh it's like, oh god, don't say my name. Please God don't say my name. <laughs> Since then I've come up with an emergency plan for if he says my name. Uh-huh. And I'm going to work on getting him to say my name. Oh, really? Say my name, say my name. <laughs> I'll make
2: you regret it. <laughs>
0: How is this going to happen? I'm curious. I don't know how it's going to happen
1: that he says my name. <laughs> I have a response plan for when he does. Uh-huh. Man, I am going to be on Saturday Night
0: Live for that one. <laughs> Yeah, that was an awesome one.
3: Uh,
0: let's not focus on the TV party.
3: The following is a rebroadcast of Donald Trump's first press conference as president-elect.
4: Hello. Hello. Thank you for coming. I'd like to start by answering the question that's on everyone's mind. Yes, this is real life. This is really happening. On January 20th, I, Donald J. Trump will become the 45th president of the United States. And then, two months later, Mike Pence will become the 46th. (laughs) I am so excited to live in the White House, I'm even gonna have a little pet, like all the presidents do. Bill Clinton had socks, Barack Obama had bow, and I'll have Paul Ryan. (laughs) I mean, I'm not gay, but I cannot wait to give it to that man for four years. And, guys, I mean, who is excited for my Inauguration Day? Yes, thank you to those people over there who I definitely did not pay to do that. (laughs) And we have got some of the biggest performers in the world lined up. Hold on to your tits and bits, because we have got three doors down. (laughs) Also, from America's Got Talent, we've got Jackie, what's-her-face? <clears throat> best of all, we've got the one rock cat with the least money in her savings. <laughs> we've also got some huge A-list actors coming, like Angelina Jolie, Ryan Gosling, and Jennifer Lawrence. They will all be at my inauguration, courtesy of Madame Tussauds. <laughs> now, as you all know, this is my first press conference in six months, and there was so much to talk about. I'm bringing jobs back. I'm picking the best cabinet. So go ahead, ask me anything. Yes, you. Hey, uh, ABC News. I'd like to ask you about your big Russian pee-pee party. No, no, I am not talking about the pee <laughs> Because it didn't happen. And it wasn't as cool as it sounds. Next question.
3: Yes, Justice Scalia's death has left a vacancy on the Supreme Court, and many are wondering about your timeline for a replacement. So I guess my question is,
4: did you guys like all pee? Or did you just like watch them guys. pee? <laughs> guys, no, no, I do not want to talk about the PP. I want to talk about what is really important, which is jobs, okay? Because I am going to bring back a thick stream of jobs back into this country. <laughs> the biggest, strongest, steadiest stream you've ever seen. This country will be literally showered with jobs. <laughs> because I am a major whiz at jobs. This would be a golden opportunity for me as president to make a big splash. Those with me. I know you're in. How about you? You're in, you're in, you're in, you're in, you're in. Okay. Next question.
3: Yes, Mr. Trump. You and the Republicans want to repeal Obamacare, but why would you do that before coming up with a replacement plan?
4: Because Obamacare is a disaster, and I actually do have a replacement plan, okay? I just read about it this week. It's a terrific plan, just great. It's called the Affordable Care Act.
3: That's the same thing as Obamacare. And if you repeal it, 20 million people will lose their health insurance. I mean, people could die.
4: Listen, sweetheart, I'm about to be president. We're all gonna die. Next question.
0: Yes, Mr. Trump, many people are concerned about all your business conflicts. Have you taken the proper steps to divest from your companies?
4: Yes, I have. I've turned over all my businesses to my two sons, Beavis and Butthead. They're here today. Can we get a shot of them? Shot of them? Look at those two little American psychos. You can tell they're good businessmen because how slick back their hair is. Explain how it's gonna work, boys. I'll be in charge of the day-to-day operations as well as overseeing all new deals moving forward. And I'm Eric. (laughs) Thanks, boys. I know some of you think I'm not really divesting from my companies, and this is all a big scam. But here, with actual proof, is my tax lawyer. Hello. Yes. Hi. My name is Sherry Dillon. I'm his lawyer. And this right here is all the papers to prove Mr. Trump is really divesting. I mean, look at all these papers. If he wasn't divesting, how could there be so many dang papers? This paper's here. This paper's here. I mean, it's like, help, help, lifeguard. I'm practically drowning in papers. Still don't believe me? I read every paper out loud right now, starting with this one. Oh, that's right. They're fake. God, I'm loving this press conference. I love the press. I respect the press. Let's take another question from the press.
3: Hi, yeah, I'm from BuzzFeed, and No, no,
4: no, 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 not you, BuzzFeed. You're a failing pile of garbage, and you want to know why? Because I took your quiz yesterday, and I'll tell you right now, I am not a Joey, I am a Rachel. <laughs> Who else has a question? I love the press. Uh, yes, Jim Acosta, CNN. No, not CNN, I... either. You're overrated. You're fake news. I tried to watch your network last night, and it was just some crazy blonde woman spouting lies. Mm, that was Kellyanne Conway. All oh, right. God, I love Kellyanne. Every day, it looks like she does the ice bucket challenge with her makeup. Next question. <laughs>
2: yeah, hi. Uh,
1: Dr. Ben Carson's confirmation hearing this week has been characterized as shanky. Are you sure
4: he's qualified for this Cabinet position? Let me tell you something. Ben Carson is great. He's going to be the best Brain surgeon to ever run the housing department. (laughs) If he has any trouble, I just appointed someone yesterday to help him out. This man is an African American icon who has done so much for our country. Oh, is it Congressman John Lewis? That man is a hero. No, I got someone even better, Steve Harvey.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's right. It's me, Steve Harvey. <laughs> yeah, I do government now. <laughs> uh, does this bode well for our country? Uh, survey say! <laughs> <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs>
4: Thank you, Steve. Let's take another question.
3: Hello, Mr. Trump. The intelligence community has said definitively that Russia hacked the election why won't you say, on the record, that you agree with them?
4: I will. I'm happy to say that.
3: Then do it. Say, Russia hacked the election. What's happening? I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. A little louder, please.
4: Okay, fine. Russia hacked the election. Are you happy, Mom? Next question. Yes, you, sir.
3: <laughs> yes, Lord. <laughs> yeah. I am American journalist Wolf Blitzer. Are you sure Russia was
4: behind hacking? I mean, maybe. But are you really, uh, really sure? It was China. Uh, I mean, Canada. It was Meryl Streep. Okay, this press conference is over. Thank you all for peeing here. I mean, for pissing here. I mean, for being here. And live from New York, it's Saturday night.
1: Yep, when the going gets tough, the tough gets weird. Yeah, yeah. And I think all I can do right now is focus on my professional career. Of course. I've got a pretty interesting and pretty useful role right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I really think that all I can do is look and chuckle at the moment.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I have a feeling that this is going to be the most, ineffectual um, executive branch we've ever seen in history. I just think he's not going to do anything but tweet. I really seriously think that this is just going to be oh my god, the nightmare of a Republican Congress, House, or Senate House, and Judiciary. Mm -hmm. Um... I don't think he's going to offer any leadership at all. I,
0: yeah. That's actually the most hopeful thing. That- I I think they're going to
1: close him off.
0: He's going to say,
1: mar, 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 mar. and Congress is going to go, we're working on it. <laughs> He's going to say, well, we're going to call it HEART, and they're going to go, okay, let's make the acronym up, and we'll just slap it on top of this shit we wrote in 1997. Alright, here we go, here's HEART.
2: I made HEART!
1: (laughs) Okay, we're going to vote it in. And he's going to sit there, and he's going to tweet, and he's going to be the barb of all of our jokes, the focus of all of our ire, and meanwhile, you know, the Um, The swamp that he set out to drain is going to be making all the choices.
0: Yep. (laughs) The swamp got a lot bigger. Oh, man. I wish. I wish the swamp got bigger.
1: (laughs) It doesn't. The swamp is the affluent. And the circle of affluent that actually can influence the country is getting smaller hmm. and smaller and smaller. And I talk to my friends who think they're, oh man, I'm, I'm lower upper class. And I'm like, really? Well, okay. So why do you go to work every day? Well, no, no, no. Actually, upper class means your investment class. Um So how what's your difference between debt and assets? Oh, oh, oh. No, I'm sorry. you your upper lower class. Mm-hmm. And I don't know who the quote's from. I've seen it a number of times, but it's, uh... America's problem is that there are no poor people. There are only temporarily embarrassed
0: millionaires. Yep. I love that quote. <laughs> Explain who so is that? much. Uh, it's this random socialist that I don't remember the name of, but... Uh, socialists always have great quotes. <laughs> <That's>... Terrible books.
1: <laughs> really? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, good God, they just ramble and ramble in a way that nobody that they're trying to reach is going to (laughs) understand. And everybody that can understand is going to hate them for it. (laughs) That's one of the big problems I had with anarchist literature. I'm like, guys, quit trying to show off that you have two PhDs. (laughs) Like, nobody knows what you're saying. (laughs) The best thing that ever happened to my anarchist mind was running businesses Hmm. and figuring out how to get everybody in the business to contribute on an equal level. (laughs) I never used the word proletariat.
2: Mm Mm-hmm.
1: But, yeah, I have a funny feeling that Trump is going to be a distraction. He's going to be the magician's assistant Mm -hmm. as the swamp drains America. Mm Mm-hmm. I think the nuclear codes, he's going to have, like, the Fisher-Price, my first new kit. (laughs) He's, he's gonna be the kid playing the game with with the controller unplugged. <laughs> Somewhere in like the secret underground layer of Congress, there's gonna be like the scoreboard right. of
0: like how many times Trump has ended the world. <laughs> no, uh, no, it's gonna be me, th- instead of a instead of a like the briefcase, that's the nuclear football. It'll it'll just be like a uh, Nerf football. <laughs>
1: Seriously, after that skit with Michelle Obama peeing on it like Baldwin, he he, hit the button 732 times. (laughs) We figured he was looking for backspace to hit the Twitter limit. (laughs) Wow, that could actually be a really funny Twitter account. What the football? Oh, <laughs> the nuclear code. And all it does is every time Trump tweets, it comes up with a random number and says, "It's six twenty-five Eastern Standard Time. Trump attempted to launch twenty-seven nuclear missiles." Oh, God. <laughs>
0: Although I have seen a Twitter account that is like uh what it, it, it just retweets all the things that he says, but if you were like a responsible normal person what you would say? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, during my um
1: period of consulting I really spent a whole lot of time like learning about uh Twitter and Slack and Facebook bots. Mm hmm. Um and I've got a couple running right now that are doing pretty well. Oh yeah. But I really think I want to create a Twitter account for the the, the football, the briefcase. <laughs> and just every time Trump tweets <laughs> <laughs> at the real Donald Trump, you were so angry this time that you attempted to launch 327 nuclear missiles. <laughs> You know, with the username Shun Spicer Ten. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he might get confused. You never know. I mean.
2: <laughs> well, that's
1: it. Is I think there can be some confusion.
0: Yeah, there definitely can be some confusion. Well, I thought
1: seriously, Rob. I thought there was confusion the other day.
0: That would be so frightening like, if I, I thought me he you.
1: mentioned me, and I was just like. Oh my god, you asshole, you mentioned me on a Twitter account that has zero tweets. <laughs> like I have no use for that. Right. Like you just barked at a dead tree. Like, no, there's nothing there. <laughs> I mean I've got Sean Spicer two, four, eight, and three. Like, come on. Like, go for one of the good ones. But fortunately he hadn't. <laughs> But I know marketing automation, and I know social automation, and good God, if he mentions me, it's all over.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah. It'll take me half an hour to build that bot. I'll never look at it again, and I'll have a million Twitter followers by 2020. <laughs> I'll run for president. <laughs> no I won't I will con- I will program the bot to run for president <laughs> we don't need one here's a twitter bot <laughs> it just says fuck every 15 minutes <laughs> at the most rent or at the highest uh, trending hashtag
0: <laughs> is this like an idiocracy how the best picture winner is just the the butt farting
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs>
1: Oh, man. You know, right after September 11th, um, there were a lot of articles talking about how that moment was the death of irony. Mm Mm-hmm. It has just come back like Jesus. (laughs) I am about as ironic as it gets. Exactly. (laughs) Um, Actually, I wouldn't say ironic. I'd say sardonic. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a little bit more nihilistic
0: than ironic. Yeah, it's like gallows humor or black humor or whatever. Yeah. Um, there's got to be a literary
1: equivalent of gallows humor hmm. um, when it's told from the point of view of the hangman. Hmm. Interesting. And it's still black humor, it's still gallows humor, but. <laughs> I am. I am strangely
0: confident mm-hmm. going into this. Well, that's good. I hope for your confidence. I'd...
1: And it's going to be bad, but, I mean, we've been through bad before. Mm hmm. Our parents went through bad. Our grandparents laugh at us. <laughs> and, whoa, 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 you. Bad. Bad. Like, oh, yeah, so a depression is two consecutive quarters of downward economic growth? No. No. A depression is you're selling apples and your friends steal them from you because they can't afford to eat. Yeah. Like, let's talk about bad. <laughs> Like, hi. Let's talk about polio and dysentery. Yeah. Um. We don't know what bad is. Mm-hmm. I mean, good God, I hate that term, snowflake. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, I know where it comes from. It's a military term. Hmm. When you start complaining about something like. Why are we walking all this way and they're putting our trucks on the back of other trucks to take our trucks there? Why don't we just drive our trucks there? Come on, Snowflake, just keep walking. (laughs) Now think about that.
0: Yeah, that's interesting. (laughs) About
1: who the Snowflake is. Just shut up and keep walking. Get back on that trail.
0: Yeah. Well, if if snowflake means anything, then Donald Trump is the biggest snowflake there ever was. Oh, my God. Um. I actually think Donald Trump's a marshmallow. (laughs) What's a marshmallow?
1: Uh, kind of fluffy thing, full of sugar, no really shape at all. Um, really, like, you think it's going to be good if you cook it over a fire, but it's not. I <laughs> mean, you try to mush it around some crackers. Uh-huh. And I mean, even if you have a little piece of chocolate to throw in there, it's still kind of not good. <laughs> I mean... I'm making this up as I go along, but no, he's just kind of a squishy white thing. Mm -hmm. He's not a snowflake. He's not unique. He's a douche canoe that was born to a millionaire dad. Mm -hmm. If he'd not worked a day in his life and just put his money into treasury bonds, he would be richer than he is now. Mm Mm-hmm. And would not have screwed anybody over. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. He's Lenny.
0: He's who? Lenny from a mice oh. <laughs> and men. He really means
1: well, he just kills what he loves. Oh
0: gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Is <this> the rabbits? <laughs> Am I right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's
1: spoiled with no understanding of the consequences of his actions.
0: He's like a child who walks in the middle of a movie and wants to know. Ah. Oh. You, you have no frame of frame reference here,
1: Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> That's the supercut we need. Oh, yeah. It's just every... Donnie's sentence in The Big Lebowski.
0: <laughs> V.I. Lenin, Vladimir Ilyich Ulyanov. <laughs> oh, God,
1: what would... <sighs> You and Ryan are much better on the Lebowski quotes than I am. <laughs> um, but you're, you're out of your league, Donnie. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> wow. Donnie, you're out of your element. If I can figure out
1: in the next 24 hours how to do it, (laughs) I want to run a live stream on Instagram Mm. of the inauguration. Oh, man. With a one-button remote control (laughs) that as you're watching the live stream, it just cuts over to you're out of your league, Donnie. You're out of your league, Donnie. And occasionally the scene with the ashes. Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> Donnie was a good bowler and a good man. <laughs> a very a very Lebowski inauguration. Oh wow.
1: <laughs> I have a feeling I would wind up with maybe not the Secret Service, but like some sort of weird Trump contingent at my house. <laughs> Have you seen that meme, don't worry, we're from the internet? mm Oh, my God, it's a guy who's like 275 pounds of obese. <clears throat> mm hmm Wearing, like, skateboard elbow pads, a Kevlar vest, mm-hmm. holding an assault rifle with, like, a full military helmet. mm <laughs> But his shirt won't tuck in. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, man, what a world.
2: Mm hmm.
0: California misses you, Rob. I miss California
1: deeply. Just remember. Yeah. When they build the wall, we're getting them to turn (laughs) right on our eastern border. Oh, no.
0: (laughs) (laughs) They're going to circle back around Canada. Oh, no. Get in while you can. Wow. So you guys are taking uh, Oregon and uh, Washington State with you? I think Colorado is in, too. Really? How are you going to get there? Don't you have to get through Utah to get there? Um...
1: (laughs) Have you ever counted the people in Utah? (laughs) The only reason they survived the last time the rest of the United States attacked them was the Supreme Court. (laughs) Not going to happen this time.
0: (laughs) So are you going to take Utah by force? (laughs) I think you can get...
1: We're going to convince them that Utah got moved to Alabama? (laughs) You can marry as many cousins as you want. Oh, God.
0: Wow. Well, it's a plan. I think I think Nevada would be on board. I think they'd be they'd be with it.
1: I think it'd be smarter for us to keep Nevada on the other side of the wall. Really? And supply them with like. Open access? <laughs> yeah, because the thing is, we really want to make it easy for the idiots to go to Nevada and give them all their money. Hmm. Nevada will be our stupidity tax for being attached to the same continent. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's March. It means free. Or, wait, actually, it'll be April. Hey, it's April. You just got your tax returns. That means free flights for everybody in Georgia. Oh, good God. If you become famous for this podcast
0: and all the nasty things I said, my career is over. uh, I'm going to do some heavy editing on this episode.
1: (laughs) Please do. I think there were some funny moments that weren't crass and weren't offending, like, the entire country, but honestly, Rob, Uh I want to mosh pit with the world right now, Uh and I don't want to do it because I'm punk rock. I want to do it because I want to defend my son.
0: Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, yeah, that's the thing about having kids, you know? You, You can't give in to despair or whatever, so... I want to fight mm mm-hmm.
1: it's not giving him despair it's that built in need to protect
0: well yeah, absolutely
1: <sighs>
0: what a world, rob, what a world. <laughs> But this will be interesting, whatever happens. <laughs> I'll be alright.
1: Yeah. And that's it. I'll be alright. <laughs> that's not really reassuring. Mm hmm. I just haven't run into anything that can run faster or bite harder than I can.
0: You needed that on a T shirt or on a pillow or something, <laughs> dude. I've been living by that motto forever,
1: and I think I learned it from a GI Joe action figure when I was twelve. <laughs> but you know what? It really, like, when it all boils down to it, whatever problem you find yourself in, fight it or run from it, you'll always win. Hmm. That's a good way. To... Seriously, the next time you're having a really bad moment in an editorial meeting. <laughs> Just
2: bite somebody.
0: Should I I bite it or run from it? (laughs) I don't know. Either way. I feel like either way my career is over. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I I see what you're saying. I'll I'll bet you $5 they give you a column. (laughs) (laughs) We're syndicating
1: this. This is brilliant. (laughs) And, hey, listen, all I lose is $5. (laughs) (laughs) But listen, no pick, no proof, so I really want to see that picture of, like, the good hard chomp.
0: (laughs) Check the dental records. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'll
1: scrape by. I'm a squabbler.
0: Oh, yeah. It'll work.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Unless I got melted to my couch. In this case, I'm just going to sit there and, Hey guys, it's time for Netflix. <laughs> and that's it. Sometimes there's just a point where you have to look at it and go, I can make the difference I can. I can't make the difference I can't. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to make it easy for the jackasses. And when I look at the inauguration, and I look at what our country is trying to show us what it is, I can stare this down. Mm -hmm. Anything shy of all of Trump's beachfront properties flooding because of climate change or nuclear war, Mm -hmm. I can fight on my own turf. I can't change it on the national level unless I do some sneaky-ass 4chan shit. (laughs) I think we need to start an internet insurgency. Mm -hmm. I think we need to be able to I think we need to be able to inflict uh, God, Rob, what was it? That um, forum that Allow the comments for the UK's Daily Journal. Oh, topics? Topics. I think the Democrats should have a organization capable of inflicting the pain and agony of topics on any Internet site in the world. <laughs> Come on. Just. No, we don't even have to have all of us. We just need to have the three million difference. The popular vote. Mm -hmm. Participating in just copy pasting. No, you're wrong. No you're wrong. No you're wrong.
0: But yeah, thank you for for coming back on and uh, that I do feel a lot better. You know, I I do feel like I have a, a plan of attack or whatever, so. Um is there anything else you wanted to say before we go? Where can people find you and all that? No, actually, I prefer people who didn't find me from this one. (laughs) This was catharsis.
1: This was, I'm getting ready for a fight. Yeah. And my fight is not going to be against the president, against the Senate. Mm -hmm. My fight is going to be business. Mm -hmm. Because that's who I am now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, listen, Rob, rather than, hey, check out my website, buy my book. I just want to say this hmm We'll be all right. Mm-hmm. And we can make that happen.
0: Mm-hmm. Together. And that's it. Cool, man. Well,
1: all uh, we can do is yeah. watch out for each other now. mm mm-hmm. Because nobody else is. Mm-hmm. At that point, I have a very large dog who is licking my leg,
0: <laughs> telling me to come inside. Cool, man. Well, uh, I'll talk to you uh, soon in Trump's America. <laughs> oh, my goodness, yeah. All right, Rob, well, you have a good night, man. You too. Later on. All right,
2: take care.